Hi, I'm Pam, and I would like to welcome you to the Live Authentically Show. My team and I help other people step into their authentic realities, and we do this a number of different ways. This show is obviously one of them. I also have my debut book out there. It's called SOAR. It's actually behind me, S-O-A-R. It's on Amazon, and it shows how I partnered with the universe to create my new reality. I'm also an executive coach where I help executives achieve sky-high levels of success in all areas of their life. And we have a great show planned today. I have Mike Kazdan with me today. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you doing, Pam? I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? I'm doing great. Nice to be on. Have a nice holiday. So I'm excited to be on the show. Good to hear. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Uh, Mike and I connected recently on LinkedIn, and he has such a powerful story. And I invited him on the show, and I'm so grateful that he accepted because he's got a, you know, really, like I said, powerful and inspirational story to share with you guys today. He's doing some really important work in the world. And without further ado, we'll go ahead and kick it off. He is, um, he founded Lawyering While Human, and he's going to tell us all about that today. But let's start with the question that I ask all of my guests. So are you ready? Well, that's ready. not a cool question, but <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> Two <laughs> questions. First, question? <laughs> all right. Yes, I'm ready for the all question. All right. How do you live authentically every day? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and uh, I think it's, it's interesting. It's not something that you'd think it would come naturally because, um, you know, being authentic is just being yourself. Um, but I think you actually have to, have to be pretty intentional about it. Uh, and I think I didn't always uh, live uh, authentically every day. And I probably don't every day still. Um, it's a work in progress. Um, but I think I just try and, you know, be aware of, you know, who I am, what my real values are. And I try and always be myself no matter what the setting. Uh, I think there are certain settings and roles uh, where people leave parts of themselves behind or try to hide parts of themselves and try and be what people think that role should be. Um, and I think it's taken me a long time <laughs> to realize that I think when we do that, uh, we're really doing ourselves a disservice because we're leaving behind kind of so much creativity and energy and kind of all the good stuff <laughs> that makes us good at our jobs or in our relationships or in our life. Um, so my answer is I just try and be really intentional about being myself, no matter what the space. I love that. I love that. I'd love to dive in a little deeper about um, the importance of embracing authenticity, particularly in um, the business context, the business world, because I work with a lot of senior level executives, business leaders, and some of them struggle with this whole idea of compartmentalization. You know, the idea that they need to show up as someone different than they actually are in the workplace. And they suffer from a lot of, you know, just role exhaustion, you know, which hat am I wearing today? Who am I supposed to be? What can I say? What can't I say? So I'd love to talk to, or I'd love to hear you talk about the importance of really intentionally, I love that you use that word, intentionally choosing and incorporating authenticity in the business setting. Sure. Um, so yeah, my main business setting is, uh, so I work for a law firm. I work for uh, a mid-sized East Coast, up and down the coast law firm uh, called Wigan and Dana. Uh, and I do intellectual property law. And I've done that for uh, the past about 20 years. Uh, and I also teach uh, at NYU Law School where I'm at school. Um, and then I do a couple side projects and uh, side projects that became actually really important to me, uh, one of which is the Goodman Project, uh, where I've uh, written and been an editor and been in leadership 
that I'm now the director of special projects for uh, on the side. And I've been doing that for about 10 years. Um, and then you mentioned more recently, I founded uh, Lawyering While Human, which is focused on, on mental health and authentic leadership and uh, in, in the legal sphere. And, you know, you mentioned compartmentalization um, and how you work with a lot of people to, you know, deal with that issue. Um, and for me, uh, compartmentalization was like the way that I lived my life. I, uh, I was very, for a long time, um, I did my my writing, uh, the things I was sort of interested and passionate about outside of law. I did a lot of that through the Good Men Project. Um, I wrote and talked about social justice and diversity and inclusion and mental health and politics. Um, and then but when I came to work, um, I, you know, I talked about patent law and the litigation and it was way more, you know, zipped down. And um, I was even, you know, as a younger person, um, you know, I can really relate to people to like to why this happens because as a younger person, uh, I was really reluctant to and, and, and a little scared of sharing what I was doing at the Good Men Project. It was something I just sort of fell into, uh, mm -hmm. and I was doing it on the side. I was really passionate about it, but I was spending a lot of time on it. And as a young lawyer in a law firm, you know, the, my first thought was the billable hour and what will people say, and you know, I would not want to share one of my articles because. First of all, it's not like in the same sphere of what we're talking about at work and what we're comfortable talking about at work, even though they're things everyone thinks about and cares about. Um, but more so, you know, what would this partner say? It, you know, wouldn't he, wouldn't he or she say, why aren't you spending more time being a lawyer? Why aren't you building more hours? Why are you doing this thing on the side? Mm -hmm. um, so, but I think a lot of people feel that way about like about outside interests. Um, and, but what I came to realize, um, and it wasn't all by myself, like I think the world changed a little bit too, um, was that those out outside interests, like that made me a better lawyer. Like it made me a better writer. It made me a better storyteller. It made me more comfortable speaking. So those were all things that I was bringing to work and should have been really comfortable bringing to work. Um, but, you know, until I, th I feel a few summers ago when, with, when the Black Lives Matter movement got a lot of press and diversity and inclusion became... Uh, not just something that we had departments and talked about, but that we actually talk about things like racism and sexism at work as part of work. Uh, and more recently, you know, issues of mental health, like these were things that no one really talked about, but now we are talking about them. And those were things that, that you know, the, that movement of the world helped me to kind of merge, you know, my good men project brain side and my lawyer brain uh, into kind of one whole. And then when I did that, I was like, wow, this is much better. Like I have much better energy. It just feels, it makes an incredibly huge difference. Mm -hmm. And there must've, you must've felt a huge sense of relief and freedom, right? And being able to step into that authentic space and just show up as you are rather than feeling like you needed to suppress it in certain, in certain areas. Would that be, is that true? Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. And for me, a big part of that is being able to talk about mental health and wellness Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I'm doing a lot with lawyering while human. And I still, I love the lawyering part. I love being a lawyer, being a tech lawyer, and, and I'm really excited about that. But um, I'm, I can't tell you how much more productive and creative and aligned I feel. Um, and I'm not the kind of person that would even use the word aligned like a few years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I really, it's really made a difference. You know, last year, uh, well, I've dealt personally with, um, like pretty acute depression that comes, uh, but it's very, very periodic. So there are often years in between when I'm totally 
not depressed at all. Uh, in fact, quite the opposite. Um, but when I do have those acute periods, um, it can be really debilitating. And this past, you know, last year, I actually had to take a medical leave from work um, and, you know, missed a number of months, uh, which was very scary. Um, but when I came back, um, I made the decision to be really transparent and public about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to say, like, doing like that really gave me the energy to really want to um, form, you know, Lori and Well Human and do that on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's opened up, you know, so many conversations just on a human level. Um, and I mean, the truth is, like, we're all people. We all think about these issues. They're all ways to connect. Um, and I think, you know, by by being authentic, I think the fear that so many people have is, you know, someone's going to see me as like, you know, they're going to criticize that part of me or they're going to see me as less capable, you know, business wise. But I think, I don't know, I think the most, you know, there's a baseline level, of course, of capability that you want to have in your business partners. But you also want to like connect with people on a human level. Right. Um, and I think, you know, if we're connecting on a human level about these types of issues, you know, those are, those are really deep, real connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you notice, I'm curious, did you notice a shift in the way that others, others responded, your colleagues, other people in your professional space, as you started to open up more, a shift in re- with regard to how they responded to you in your situation? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, the truth of the matter is like in, in the mental health, uh, area, um, for the most part, um, I've, I've, I've never really had a bad experience with someone with me telling that story to someone and them saying, oh, mm-hmm. you know, not, not being empathetic and connected to it. Um, but um, it's it, like, you know, the question of shift and do people treat you differently? Um, you know, I think it's also a little bit generational to share so much about yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that I'm like a spring chicken mm-hmm. anymore, but I'm on social media a lot. Um, and, you know, like this generation and the younger generation, as compared to say my parents' generation, you know, we're sharing a lot more about our personal lives and our private selves. And, and I think that's all swept into, you know, being authentic uh, in a way that, you know, my parents would be like horrified. Like, why would you tell that person anything about your own private personal business? That's my own private personal business. Um, but I think, uh, you know, so for me, it's been positive because I think like, frankly, if, if you are the kind of person that, um, you know, looks at me sharing something about mental health or something about the way I feel um, about diversity and inclusion. Um, if you look at that and you don't want to work with me, then um, <clears throat> I'm probably better off. I'm probably self-selecting out people who probably shouldn't be working with. Um, so I think it's all been really positive in terms of response. And um, I, I really, I, I can't believe like the, the conversations that have opened up with colleagues and clients and uh, partners and associates um, you know, it just gives everyone license to talk about these these difficult things that people need to talk about. So I've had a really, really positive experience mm-hmm. in terms of the way other people relate to me, for sure. Amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. <clears throat> and I think that as we shift, we're just on this cusp of business and, and really the way that we live and work, you know, business, we're on the cusp of it shifting into a new paradigm, right? And we're going kind of going from old paradigm to new paradigm in a number of different arenas in our life from parenting, you know, relationships, you know, romantic relationships, business, et cetera. So as we template this new paradigm going forward, you know, I think there's a huge opportunity for business leaders to really step into that and lead with authenticity in an intentional way. So that said, 
<clears throat> what are some characteristics of, of strong leaders that are kind of the characteristics of strong leaders of yesterday, we'll call it, as compared to what does a strong leader, what should a strong leader embody going forward? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think it's a great question. Um, and, you know, I do think about all this stuff um, in the framework of leadership um, for a couple of reasons. You know, one, um, like with the Goodman Project, we're doing a lot of work in diversity and inclusion. Um, mm-hmm. and in particular, um, we're looking to, uh, you know, go into companies, corporations, law firms, um, and talk about allyship and how to get like more men involved in the conversation, for instance. Um, and, you know, when you're doing that, I think you're oftentimes confronted with busy people and it doesn't have to be bad intentions, but, you know, everyone wants to say like, well, what do I get out of it? Like, and I think unfortunately, like the people who might need most to be allies and be, and help to prop up movements like that um, are, you know, unlikely to be involved. So, you know, a lot of white men, for example, have diversity and they're like, well, that's not my problem. I'm going to do something else with my time. Um, and, you know, we thought really long and hard about it and the way we framed it, and I think it's 100% authentic and true, is that this is the reason you should come is because in order to be a modern leader, you have to know this. If you're going to lead people and lead teams, um, you know, you have to understand how to navigate these issues. I think it's true in diversity and inclusion. I think it's true in mental health. And so I think in terms of the characteristics, um, you know, I think if you look at reports on the business space, like the consultant speak is like human centric leadership. Um, But I think what that really means is, um, you know, being um, vulnerable, um, you know, right, being yourself, I think, and I think it is a real paradigm shift, right? The the old model of a leader was very like, you know, you don't let people in, you you make the decision, um, you know, you're strong, you're tough, you're decisive. Uh, Whereas I think, the model that I think is, is really important for as a modern leadership competency um, is, you know, being vulnerable. I think it's so amazing if you're, if you have to have a young person who feels alone and feels like they're going through this difficult thing or feel like they made a mistake that's going to be the end of the world. It's so important for a leader. I think it's really true leadership to go through that and say, oh, you know, I made this mistake and guess what? Like, it's not the end of the world. We got your back. Everyone makes mistakes. That's how we learn. Um, and, you know, I saw this this funny meme the other day with with Keanu Reeves. I think it was like a John Wick, you know, movie reference. But he was talking in some, some talk show, uh, I think it was from a few years ago, but he said, I don't want to live in a world, you know, where kindness is viewed as a weakness. Um, so, you know, if you don't believe me, like, take it from John Wick. Like, I think, you know, it's not weakness to treat people well and to you know, and to be vulnerable, it, it takes a lot of, you know, strength to do that. Um, and it doesn't come naturally to a lot of people, you know, just like allyship, you're like, oh, allyship, it's easier. Authenticity, like, of course, just be yourself. Like these things take a lot of effort and learning because I feel like we're so conditioned to not do them. <laughs> um, so, so I think, I think those, you know, I think, you know, authenticity and, um, you know, sort of kindness and, and having the vulnerability to kind of share of your own self. I think that, um, storytelling is really important. I think it's really important for social change and for leadership. So if you're the person who is the CEO and has the job that every young person aspires to, um, you know, if, if part of your story is, hey, you know, I was you once and I felt just how you feel. And I felt like, oh my God, the world's going to end. I, I made a typo on that email to that important person and now it's horrible and I should just crawl under a rock. Um, it's amazing to, to, to hear that person, to see that person before you and saying, 
that's no big deal. Like that happened to me, worse happened to me and, and worse will happen to you, but it's fine. Um, so I think that's really important in leadership. Right, I love that. Yeah, and I think it's so important that senior leaders model that behavior. And, you know, I strive, strive to do it. Like I said, you know, and this is not something I've perfected. I too am a work in progress, you know, just because I'm doing what I'm doing doesn't mean that I've mastered all of this. I mean, I know in theory what we should be doing and I, I work at it every day, but, you know, growing up, my dad used to always say values aren't taught to kids. They're caught by kids. And that <laughs> always resonated with me and that stuck with me. And that's something that I really strive to incorporate into my parenting every day, into my leading as a business world that, you know, if I'm asking my clients to be vulnerable, I have to be vulnerable as well, right? If I'm asking my kids to be vulnerable and really open up with me, I have to do that as well. You know, so I do that on a daily basis. And, you know, I, I say to my kids, you know, I'm figuring this out too, or I'm really stretched thin right now. And I, I'm asking you guys for a little bit of grace. You know, today I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be at any additional, at any additional Ubering, unpaid Ubering, as I call it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm completely exhausted and I just need some time to myself. And, you know, I think the more, and they're so, and they lean into that. It's amazing. Even, you know, it's, it's natural. I think it's human nature to want to be compassionate and kind and empathetic, no matter your age, no matter, you know, any de demographic delineation whatsoever you know, people at their core, you know, we have to, this is an opportunity to look at beliefs, right? People at their core, my, I believe that people at their core are good. I mean, they're, they're inherently genuinely good at their core. It's just that other crap gets in the way, right? Like doubt <laughs> and fear and limiting beliefs and fear of judgment and all of that. Once we start to peel back those layers, we can get to the essence of, of who we are. And it's, it's through that connection that we pave the way for growth and transformation. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I also have an optimistic, you know, very optimistic view of uh, of humanity, like like you do. A little <clears throat> challenge the past few years, but I do. Um, and but I really also believe, you know, this this generation, like this next generation, you were talking about your kids, um, and they are so ready to, you know, to to model like these things we're talking about. You know, being kind and like and actually asserting boundaries and and you know being more more mindful of your relationships and the impact you're having on others i think there's a lot of potential but i think also it's really important that the people on top like like not on top but the people the top down that supports that you know because because if your leaders are like are crushing you every time you stick your hand up and say hey how about doing it this different way um you know they just get kind of smacked back down into the old-fashioned way we used to do it so i think you know as leaders it's kind of our job to support that and nurture that and help amplify, you know, that voice and model it like, like you said. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. So what's next? I know you've got many, many accomplishments um, under your belt, but what's, what's next? Uh, what are you looking forward to doing going forward? Um, I'm really looking forward to, um, to growing lawyering while human, um, you know, which is, uh, I just really want to help people. I want to talk to uh, I want to engage with law students and law schools and also with people in the legal profession. And not that uh, I think the wild human brand isn't necessarily limited to law, but it's it's kind of what I know. So I'm going to do that first. Um, and then, you know, on the on the IP side, I'm really excited about getting into NFTs and blockchain. I'm having a lot of fun at work, um, you know, on the technology side. That's always interested me because, you know, it's always, you know, developing and there's lots of new innovation. So I get excited about that. And then I'm excited for my kids to be on their college journey. My daughter's starting college this year. My son is halfway through uh, uh, his his college uh, career at Syracuse and to just mm -hmm. sort of help them uh, along as best I can and have our relationship changing from 
sort of the top-down parenting, do what I said, to more of that like adult-to-adult relationship. Um, I think it's really kind of special. So I think just, you know, just being a dad and, and, and you know, being focused on relationships, but also trying to enjoy my, my, my law job, while also trying to, you know, make the world a little better place. I love it. I love it. I love how present you are. I can tell how much you just pour your heart and soul into whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're in the business world, parenting, learning well, human, whatever it is that you're just, you know, you're right there. You're, you're super present. And I just love that about you and all the work that you're doing in the world is just really, really admirable. So thank you so much much for everything that you do for so many people. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I I love being in this room. This is my daughter's room. I might be helping with the presence. Awesome. All right. So we're getting ready to wrap up here, but if people would like to get in contact with you directly, what is the best way for them to do that? Um, So I'm for better or worse, kind of a social media addict. So uh, LinkedIn, uh, Mike Kasdan, uh, that's where you can find like the lawyer me. Uh, And then for lawyering while human, uh, I actually have a Twitter account set up for them, which is uh, at law underscore while underscore human. And I'm also on Instagram, started that to really watch my kids, but now I'm on that with uh, Lauring While Human uh, using the handle uh, zen.mayhem. Uh, so you can find me there. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at Wigan and Dana. You can also find the law firm version of me uh, at Wigan and Dana uh, on our website. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always happy to have these kinds of conversations and to reach out. I think, uh, you know, connection and these relationships, this is kind of what it's all about. So uh, I'd love, love for folks to reach out and to, to, to talk about any of this with anyone. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again, Mike, for being on the show. And thank, thank you for our viewers and listeners. I so appreciate you. So happy you tuned in to listen to everything that Mike has had to share with you today. Thanks, everyone, and have a great day.